Hello there, it's the man to whom you're seriously considering granting power of attorney, Cain Porkchop Daniel. I'm not going to apologize for the audio quality of this episode because it sounds fucking great. What I am going to apologize for is recording an episode of the show before Terry Gilliam opened up his rancid bathrobe of a mouth long enough to tell the world he's a garbage person. So farewell, Terry. Let this episode be a boat in which your career resides. One we fill full of shit, set on fire, kick off the pier, and turn our back on forever. So join us, won't you, as we discuss his 1995 sci-fi classic, 12 Monkeys. Here we come. Walking down the street, we get the funniest looks from everyone we meet. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys, and people say we monkey around, but we're too busy singing to put anybody down. Hello and welcome to the Deja Review Podcast, where a group of film lovers get together and talk about a cult or a classic film that one or more of them has watched for the very first time. I'm Mike Cairns. As always, I'm joined by Kane Porkchop Daniel. Hi, I'm teen sensation Kane Daniel. Seb Seabass Godfrey. Hi, I'm middle-aged sensation Seb Seabass Godfrey. <laughs> and our guest for this episode, Simon Hipgrave, designer... Printer from The Hungry Workshop, thank you for joining us. Ah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. So this is the episode uh, where, Simon, you chose a film for us to watch. Yes. Uh, What film did you choose? I chose uh, 12 Monkeys. 12 Monkeys. Um, I guess initially we always like to ask, like, what's your sort of history with this movie? That's a really great question. Uh, I feel, I mean, I, I must have watched this film... Mm, all throughout the late noughties and yep. uh yeah um, it was 96 when it came out yeah so. yeah 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 um oh yeah sorry yeah well, well I watched it after it 95 came out. 96 96 yeah 96 mm-hmm. yeah hmm. yep late 90s yep is yep. what i meant sorry um and yeah look it's a great film it has Brad Pitt's finest performance i think it's got Bruce Willis it's what? got it's got, <laughs> it's got it's got everything that you could possibly want in a film, you know, like okay. great sets. It's a beautiful world, uh, beautiful characters, and uh, the sets are amazing. Yeah. Are, you a, are you a are you a Terry Gilliam fan? No, I'm. I wouldn't say I'm a huge Terry Gilliam fan. So was um, this kind of like your first? Yeah, like it was I, just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Okay. Um, I'm more into the <laughs> sci-fi thing. Yeah, I'm a huge sci-fi fan. Okay. And this is kind of right up there on my favorite sci-fi okay. films. Um, so you don't, you're not uh, Gilliam Head per se, but have you explored his other yeah, look, of his filmography? I saw um, Baron von Munchausen. Yeah, yeah, yep. really. The Adventures like, of Baron Munchausen. Did you yeah, see yeah, it? Yeah. Quite, quite recently, like oh. in the last two or three years. I've never seen that one. Man, I got to say that's my favorite Terry Gilliam film. It is hands crazy. Down. Yeah. It yeah. is amazing. It was made just after, uh, yeah, just after Brazil. Before Twelve Monkeys, yeah, it's like, like yeah. it's a it's a boring film nerd thing to say, but Brazil is my shit for sure. Is it? Yeah. See, yeah. I haven't seen that, and that's on my list somewhere. To it's watch. very good. Yeah. Make sure you get. There's a couple of cuts. Make okay. sure you get his cut. <laughs> what a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Terry's cut. Well, Terry's. I mean, look, I did a little bit of research, you know, after watching Twelve Monkeys for the sixteenth time for. Mm. Mm-hmm. Recording this podcast, and it sounds like Terry's a uh, bit of hard work. 
Oh, yeah. Right? Well, like as a personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, as a filmmaker. Mm. Uh, just as a perfectionist. Um, is he a perfectionist? Well, he, well like, he likes to have total, com- like, total well, control. Over I, and, this is, and this is purely, yeah, this is um, me uh, reading up on, you know, Wikipedia. But there's a shot um, which should have been a very basic shot of uh, Bruce Willis early in the movie. And the idea was to have a, um, a the reflection of... A uh, like a guinea pig um, running through a, a hamster. Sorry, um, running through a hamster wheel in the background mm-hmm. should have been a ten minute. Sh- like should have been done. Took a day because the hamster wouldn't fucking run in the hamster wheel. Right. And so the rest of the movie apparently it was just like they just kept referencing. You know, like it's just the Gilliam sort of the hamster wheel of yeah, like we're having is, to go is, through. Is that like Kubrickian levels of control or is that no, just a no. shitty hamster wrangler? No, but, <laughs> no, but what, I'm sa- what I'm saying is that like, uh, but you know, um, I, I figure that there would probably be other directors on, on a movie that had a very modest budget. And so they didn't really, really have a time, you know, like that's a day in, in yeah, filming sure. um, to get a shot like that. I mean, to um, me, it's interesting that, like, I think that his style is marked by kind of like this sort of ramshackly kind of production design. And there's something like kind of on the verge of frenzy about the way he shoots films, oh, like with yeah. really wide lenses on close-ups of people. Dutch angles everywhere. And it's interesting that that could come out of, like, a lot of control when you think it would be... Yep. But yeah, no, and I mean, this movie was uh, very successful. It was a twenty-nine million dollar budget and made, I think, a hundred and forty, hundred and fifty. Yeah, quadrupled its budget. Which is the um, studio. The studio put that down to two words, which were just Brad Pitt. Which is a shame because it kind of took no, a but it wasn't. No, but no, 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 no. This is this yeah, is just on the cusps. Kind of this is just um, as Brad Pitt was was sort of he shot all of his big movies. So he'd shot Legends of the Fall. He'd shot um, Interview with a Vampire. He'd shot all those movies. Um, They were already in the can. And then he made this movie. And so he wasn't like, he wasn't like the biggest, because Bruce Willis, obviously, Bruce Willis basically did this movie for nothing and Mm. got a percentage. I think that's why they Um, could afford him as well. Yeah. Otherwise. Because he wanted to work with Terry Gilliam. A year later, Um, a year later, it would have, I don't reckon Brad Pitt. Pitt no, Brad would film like the entire it. budget yeah. of the film would have been his, right. his paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing about my perception about Bruce Willis's personality makes me think that he would want to work for. T- well, Terry yeah, Gilliam. I know, right? But, but that sounds good. Well, he he yeah. was Bruce Willis was so caught up in in his uh, persona of being this you know tough guy, action hero, action yeah. hero that he just wanted to break out of it. He didn't want to go down the the well trodden path of just being able to kick the shit yeah. out of everyone that crosses his path on screen. Yeah. And he he took a massive uh, pay cut for this percentage and and said like I want to be vulnerable. I want to shave. It was actually the yeah. first film where he shaved he shaved his head as well, which is so iconic uh, for him now. But he he willingly said I'm I'm willing to shave my head and yeah. uh, do all these things. And apparently Terry Gilliam had like this list of things that he wasn't allowed to yeah, do. The, it's like the Bruce yeah. Willis list of like, you're not allowed to do these Bruce Willis things he, that he you gave, do. Oh, wow. He, he yeah. gave him a physical list yeah. and said, Willis's <laughs> like, do not yeah. go list. Yeah. And one of them was the steely blue gaze where you turn around <laughs> and look at the camera. Don't even fucking try that on in, in my yeah. picture, buddy. One of them was don't throw Alan Rickman off a building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But clearly one of them wasn't 
show your ass um, because there is a there's a there's a dearth of uh, butt shots in this movie. Like you yeah. mean the opposite? But it? You mean the opposite? Oh, it complete. There's, <laughs> there's a, no, a surplus. Not a dearth. A surplus. A dearth. Yeah. You know, a dearth later <laughs> of butt shots. Do you know what's funny? The first time you see them sweet I don't know old. I use words. <laughs> the first time you see those sweet old cheeks, I wrote in my notes like. <laughs> uh, Oh man, for sure, Bruce Willie has like a body double here. Mm. And then it happens again. Turns no. around. No. Yeah. No, no, that's... look at that fucking peach. You saw yeah. his first monkey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then I thought, hold on, surely there's going to be a trifecta in there. And then it was B. Pitts got his butt out. And I was just like, mm. there's there's butts akimbo in this film. Yeah. That was actually yeah. finally, that was actually the original working butts title. Akimbo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I felt. Um, Watching this, uh, it I mean, also just having recently watched Fight Club, um, there was that sense of, um, and obviously we know that there's a twist in Fight Club. I just felt like, you know, watching this, not knowing, and, and I, to be honest, I knew nothing about 12 Monkeys. So like, you're the guy that hasn't seen it? Yeah, I'm the guy. I hadn't right. seen it. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. no this, you know, we haven't seen it. And oh, it's kind right. of. Um, I would have thought you would have seen it. So. Well, sorry. Spoiler alert. I had seen it, but like, but like. 15 years ago. Yeah. Right, so right. it's long enough ago. Yeah. I feel like I feel like the, the new practically rule practically haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. I genuinely haven't. Yeah, and, and so I knew nothing about this movie. Yep. And so it was really um, enjoyable to go, oh, look, but, but also just that thing of like, where's the twist coming? Like yeah. where's the where's the big, you know, halfway through the movie reveal that this is all something else? And yeah. and it doesn't do that. And, you know, like it's 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 a very different kind of movie. But I was just I guess I was just in that grungy fight club sort of yeah. uh you know headspace, headspace. Yeah. and um and so i was watching it going oh where's the yeah where's where's that all going to happen mm. but no and i and and i like the way that it sort of you know ebbs and flows between and and people believing people and not believing people and then them not believing in themselves and um, yeah and i think that i think that the way that that story unfolds is really surprising on a first view i mean it must be yep. um and but watching it again you you know like again and again and again um, while you don't get that kind of the the reveal of the way that the story unfolds, um, there's still so that world is so rich. There's so much to pick up on, and the like all good time travel films. Uh, there's you know references to the past and the future, and yeah. you know like the way that that unravels, and yeah. you can watch it again and again and again and pick up different things on the way through and how it all yeah. intertwines. Which is probably yeah. like Fight Club as well, but I mean that I did love the way his brain slowly turns to Marsh the more and he goes back and forward through through time as well and he starts sort of But then he off. sort of retreats from a little bit yeah. and Madeline Stowe starts to... Sort yeah. Of, yeah, yeah, she really... Yeah, yeah I really enjoyed that, that bit. Like, because, you know, he was sort of like, just like, let's just get out of here. Let's just... And she's yep. like, no, dude, no, you, you, you've been selling me on this for mm. the longest time, so yeah. let's... I know. believe you now. Yeah, I but believe yeah, you now. I, I, like, I, one of the things that I enjoy about the film is I kind of start to you know, disbelieve it when Bruce Willis starts disbelieving too, you know, like yeah. you, you, you're on that journey with him. You go like, maybe he is just fucking crazy. And maybe yeah. that, maybe yeah. this is the twist. And that's the classic Terry that's, Gilliam yeah. thing. Like all the way through, he doesn't want you to know, even when the credits are rolling, whether or not this is all in a crazy person's head or if it's just, you know, it's an amazing time travel story, if it's just completely made up. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, um, I think the whole thing the film wants to do is destabilize yeah. what the idea of, 
the idea of what reality is and yeah. time and yeah, yeah which is subjective experience. Yeah, which is amazing. I can't sorry, think of too many other I guess. too many other studios or directors that are uh, taking as much of a chance on a uh, you know it was it was a big budget um, Hollywood film and taking a chance on such a weird little European art house. That's kind the of thing. no, and that and that was that was a really big you know when I was sort of watching this movie going how. How was this, you know, yeah. like how did this get made? You know, and because, and again, um, going back to, you know, Wikipedia research. Um, so initially uh, um, Gillian wanted Jeff Bridges to play the lead role. Jeff um, Bridges? Because oh, he'd, he'd been, been, he'd been in The been Fisher amazing. King, right? Right. But then Bruce Willis went for Jeff Bridges' role in The Fisher King in 91 and that's when that's when uh, Gilliam sort of was like Bruce Willis is actually because and again sorry I'm just because I just find all this stuff fascinating. Yeah. Um, Gilliam said the scene when in Die Hard when Bruce Willis is picking the glass out of his feet and is talking about his wife, um, it, you know, to to to, to Al, um, which was all ad libbed, hmm. um, and Gilliam was just like, there's. There's levels to this guy. And so when he went for the the role in The Fisher King, he's like, you're not right for this, but there's going to be something. And that's when um, – and so it, it's kind of that that flip thing where, you know, went for this role, didn't get it. Mm. Jeff Bridges, the studio said, we need a bigger name. And he's like, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Job done. I you mean, know. when you talk about levels, I think that's the, another great thing about this film. Um, Brad Pitt – like does such a great job of being an absolute loon where he could have he could just be a heartthrob action guy you know like he could have yeah. been doing a he could have been yep. doing a rom-com instead of this but he just plays yeah, well, such I, a fantastic so, nutter. well there you go so i i want to ask everyone what they they think about his performance so i um you know apparently he you know you know spent time in you know mental institutions and whatever uh, you know same thing but uh <laughs> but I was meh, a bit meh about his performance, to be honest. Um, but I also found out how Gilliam got him to get really hyped up is that he took his ciggies away. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. yeah, he hit his ciggies on him to make him slightly more. Yeah. Uh, All right. No, no more, no money, no more wiki, uh, wiki details, but, Not uh, um, fun facts. Fun facts. Um, yeah. What do you think, Kane? I, I think Listen, you're you're less you're less. Yeah. I I I wasn't sort of. I was kind of like. There's bits where I really like it, and then there's some bits where I'm like. Ah. I mean, yeah. taken overall and like devoid of any context in the world, I think it's like a great sort of agitated, weird performance. You know mm. what I mean? I guess my problem with it is is that I just can't sort of escape kind of the ethics of portraying mental illness, you know what I mean? Hmm. And the 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 performances just using mental illness as kind of a way to be cartoonish and wacky and sort of arresting on screen. You know what I mean? Yep. And in that it succeeds. Like it's it's hard to take your eyes off of him. You know what I mean? But yeah, if you were gonna talk about it in a sort of um in terms of moral responsibility. I, I mean, it's one of the whole plot points of the whole film is, you know, are any of these people saying, who's crazy? Is the viewer crazy? Where, you know, like, yeah. where where are you at with the, 
with the thread of time. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, the the thing about it to me is is that it's like mental illness blackface. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. But I guess at the same time, is the whole thing in Bruce Willis's head as well? Uh, like, is it is so? Is, uh, that's it a very deep. long road. So, so, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. so, so you're saying Bruce Willis I has f- caricaturish like... ideas of what it's like to be mentally ill, and thus Brad Pitt is displayed with those characteristics. That's well, a very long. Road I feel road. like I feel yeah, like put your he... pencil down, Kenny. <laughs> There's plenty of pencil down. down. <laughs> Can you just blunt that pencil or point the rubber end at it? You should see the pointy. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like well, if he's cooking up stories of time travel over three different. You three different times and timelines and all this other stuff. Sure, you can cook up this other stuff. Yeah. I do get you though. I mean, uh, mental illness isn't. I I felt it was quite a little over egged at times, and I was sort of. But but then again, I don't know. But you but, know, but that's, that's the, the thing. thing. I want to embrace the the overcookedness. Yeah. Like like fucking throw it in the oven. Like I like like crazy fucking performances. You know, mm. I love crazy exaggerated performances and Terry Gilliam is great at getting them out of people. It's just, you know, within the specific frame of mental illness, I I, it just kind of makes me uncomfortable. I, I, you know, I mean, I, is it the is it the wide angle lens of performances though? You know, like, is it like the, is it a stylistic choice? You know, like a, like yeah. a, like everything else that's going on in the, in the film. Like I like I feel like stylistically oh, it fits. Yeah, no, it all fits. It's all mm. of the piece. It's I, it's just like should yeah, it? Yeah, I did feel should it be done in the first place. Mm. Brad Pitt, uh, sorry, um, Bruce Willis's uh, first scene where he's going full crazy. Um, it kind of bordered on. Ace Ventura doing yeah. the crazy person yeah. in the tutu. No, no, no. It, it, it totally was a little was. bit. No, that's, like, that's, oh, that's maybe maybe like it was just were, because maybe it was just because you were just not used to seeing him like that, and he yeah. was no, playing no, a slightly that, more vulnerable. I, no, that's, um, I think that's a really that, good point. Like because there were there were other points like later in, but his initial thing it felt a little bit like somebody stop me when he's you know, in the yeah. asylum and he's but dancing yeah, around. Yeah, and yeah. Going but, but it is yeah. the idea that like because when he first gets sent through, that like he's really incapacitated by the experience. Yeah. Because that's how I took that first scene in the um, prison was that, like, he was acting especially crazy and especially disassociated because he just got out of, like, the time tube or whatever. Yeah. And then he kind of gets his faculties back. Yeah. 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 I thought yep. that that's yep. that's how it's meant to be read, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, we'll sure. go with that. <laughs> Fuck you, guy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, you've seen it way more than us, and I think I have a pretty good handle on like the actual time travel aspect of it. But have you sort of tracked back on it and like sort of yeah. checked it? Like, See, that's a, that's does, a, that's a good does, point. Does all like, of this fit together? Like, I I look. I think out of all the time travel films that I've seen. This one's on the tighter end of the spectrum. You still don't really know who's doing what exactly and whose fault it is. You yeah. know, did did Bruce Willis cause this whole catastrophe by going back in time? Mm. Um, and are we on some kind of eternal loop here? Yeah. Um, did they solve it in the end? Is the was the insurance policy on the plane with the you know the insurance lady, the old crazy scientist? Mm. Was she? Was she well, there I, because I, he had gone back? Or? Yeah. No, I t- that's but, what I, but, t- I took. It, but, I took that as being her being on the plane to go back and fix. Yeah, but the thing is, mistakes. So, but, but it's already been let loose in the US. 
Mm. But she oh, might the be there. The insurance lady was from the future. Yeah. 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 God, I'm so dumb. I didn't pick that. Well, up. You got to watch yeah. it six or seven times to get yeah, that I one. Guess yeah. So <laughs> I, I did. I did kind of wonder. It's like, oh, it's just weird that there's like a insurance featured lady. extra <laughs> right at the, yeah. in the last few shots um, of the film. But yeah, but and 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 that's the thing. But has it been stopped because he's already released? He's released it in the US because he opens it to the the guards at the um at the um, security checkout. Yes. And, but then he's, you know, runs off, gets on the plane. Yep. And, but then she's sitting next to him. So maybe it's been minimized. Yeah. So the scientist's goal is to bring back a pure sample. Oh, of course. So they can, oh, so, so she, she can just, still bring back a pure sample. Yep. Uh, of course. And maybe, I don't know. Yep. I mean, this is the. No, no, I get it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's, well, he's got a bag full of pure samples. Exactly. So, yeah, so hopefully absolutely. she swindles one and that's in the sequel, 13 yep. Monkeys. But it is, <laughs> but like, like Bruce Willie as a kid in the airport, that's trying to represent it as a loop, right? Yeah. And um, like you, there's this kind of looping memory thing as well. Mm. Like Madeline Stowe remembers Bruce, like remembers these moments yeah, right, right. that happen in the future. Yeah. And how does that work? I don't know, man. Yeah. Yep. Maybe it died off a little too quickly, but I think at least initially, I, I think that a lot of films shy away from showing the trauma that, you know, would happen in an abduction or whatever. Mm. I think that they do show that. I, I, I don't know. That just crossed my mind because I, I, I think a lot of the time films, particularly films directed by men, kind of want to abduct the person. Ah, oh, they're a little mad and then they get over it and they yep. go about the adventures. And that certainly happens. But I think for a really protracted amount of time, she is shown as like quite distressed and yeah. exhibiting trauma. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. think she does a, she also like is playing a, the psychiatrist, psychologist, psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. One of them's Psycho allowed to give you drugs. I yeah. know that much. <laughs> oh, well, she's definitely administering yep. drugs. Well, psychiatrists yeah. are doctors. They're physicians. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. she's definitely doing a bit of that to him in yeah. that situation. You know, I, like she knows the, she, she's read a chapter on this before, you know, you can kind of tell <laughs> that her <laughs> character knows what, know, you know, she, she knows I, what she's doing sort know, of to a certain extent. I did note in the first scene though, I, I wrote like, she's a really bad psychiatrist. She was basically going like, <laughs> You've been in an institution before, mate. Yeah. <laughs> like, she yeah. wasn't. She didn't really seem to have a therapeutic touch in that first no. one. In, Just in let me scene. in. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we got to um, throw to our sponsor. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> this episode of Deja Review is brought to you by the Minimalist. Life, oh life, modern life. The way we lead it has a way of generating junk that consumes every part of our homes. Oh, what's that? A DVD copy of Aerobicize for Doubting Catholics? Why do you have a Michael Dukakis for President t-shirt in your wardrobe? You don't even know who Michael Dukakis is, and he ran in 1988. You weren't even alive in 1988, and besides, you would have voted for Ron Paul. We need fewer things, man. You need your living space to look on the edge of being vacated so you can have the clarity and focus required to haul yourself to a job that's like all of your stuff, not wanted anymore. This is where the minimalist comes in. Just go to m.com, see, even their URL is minimalist, enter your address, home security code, 
times you nod in the house, location of any cash or jewelry, and the details of any pets that need placating. Then consent to a long, surprisingly legal-looking agreement that, gosh, you don't even need to read because these guys are on the level we promise. Then, one day, maybe tomorrow, maybe a month from now, one of the minimalists' interior philosophers will visit and use their expert skills honed over three or four visits to Muji's website to whittle down your possessions to the bare necessities. Even less, to be honest. You may ask, how is this different to getting robbed? To that we say, it is. It just is. Deja Review listeners can use coupon code DEJA at checkout to make sure the minimalists will leave behind your TV, toothbrush, and family photos behind when they visit. So live a life free of the unnecessary by using the minimalist today. Um, well, how about that, was, that crazy sponsor? That was probably our spiciest sponsor so far. Super um, spicy. Right? Someone say yeah. too spicy, but yeah, yeah. it confused yeah. me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> do you think that? Do you think that coupon code was good value, sir? I think it was good. Yeah. It was, it was a little sexier than I was expecting. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Kane, what, um, any further thoughts on, uh, broadly um, on, uh, 12 Monkeys? Broadly, I was just thinking, I was really bored through a lot of this movie. Um, and, and, and I kind of felt like there were parts of it that particularly in the future, but also in the past slash present or whatever the fuck it's meant to be, that, uh, were very gilliam you know what I mean? Cameras going everywhere on crazy angles the and sets. like performances are like like cartoonish and 110% and stuff. But then there were these long stretches, which he, it feels like Gilliam went to sleep. You know what I mean? Okay. And, and and it just plays like very... That's reality, man. That's the... Uh... Yeah, no, but it's... <laughs> but, but, but you're it's also not... trying to watch a movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's not an entertaining yeah, film. No, no, no. You know no, I, mean? I, I, I sort of agree. I think, um, um, I think sometimes we, we don't sort of... Um, when aren't as clear about our actual general feelings about um, the movies that we watch, and I was like, "This was a fine movie," you know. I was, I, you know, and I wasn't, you know, it wasn't didn't blow my mind, but um, yeah, could be the, I don't know, could be the year, could be the that sort of time it came out. He did a lot with the small budget. Oh but. no, no, no! I'm like, I'm not, I'm no diss to the the actual production, and it's it was, you know, and some of those, especially those. Um, the early shots when he's out in the the frozen landscapes of is it New York or um, uh, Philadelphia Philadelphia, right? Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that looks fantastic yeah some the of that stuff with the animals well. I know with the animals yeah. and stuff. but also yeah, just the, the, the how cool. the fuck did you get those shots like as in like how did you because they looked That's really good that I I just love those shots in films that are they've clearly slaved away for months to try and get the rights to close this city off for, mm. you know, I'm thinking of like 28 days later and stuff like mm. that, where they've Vanilla got London. Oh. Yeah, oh, where they've just got like cities Can just I... empty. And it's, it's I mean, that, uh, you take the, the story in the film out of it, but that's, like just the fact that they can get that shit done is. Can I tell a boring amazing. aside about twenty eight days later? But it's actually mm-hmm. quite good. Um, uh, so um, heard an interview with uh, the director, and he was saying, "Okay, so we shot those opening sequences in London at four a.m. because it was summer and it's you know bright sunshine." Um, and what they did is because it's illegal to stop traffic in London. So um, what they did was, and, and pretty much the only people driving at that time of uh, day are lorry drivers, you know, driving, um, you know, stuff around. And so they got really good looking girls 
um, to stand at the traffic lights and just when the lights went red and they were about to shoot, they just walked up to the, the lorry drivers and said, would you mind, we're just shooting a scene, would you mind like holding for five to ten minutes? And they're like, sure thing, love. And that's mm. how they got those opening shots of 28 days is just a um, couple of good-looking birds. Yeah. Patriarchy strikes yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. Once again. Yeah. I think we've come up with a new segment. Um, Mike's story is called 28 Minutes Later. Oh, um, God, you beat me beat to that to joke. It. Yes, yes. <laughs> Fine, you cut it out. More or less exactly the same joke. Sons of bitches. I thought it was Fine. very interesting. Hey, what, Thanks, what, Simon. What, Thank what, you, what, Simon. What do you all make of cut these other microphones. What do you all make of Terry Gilliam's aesthetic in general? Because he has one, and it's very oh, distinctive. Man. Like, like is just is that aesthetic personal, personally appealing to you? Do you dig it? Does it make your eyes all horny? I would say, I mean, he's got a couple of different aesthetics, but yeah, I get what you mean. There's cords. There's a lot of water on the ground. There's cords hanging everywhere. Yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of. He seems to over. I think he's just got like a shipping container full of like torn sheets at the back yeah. of his house that yep. he just kind of drapes over things. Do you, do you know what it is? But it's it's op shop Blade Runner. It it yeah. is it is, which is funny. <laughs> well, David who, Peoples, who co-wrote the um the script, with, he and his um, partner wrote Blade Runner, and they wrote this. Yeah. Is it David, David Peoples wrote this, yeah. this yeah. Blade Runner? No, it's not fuck. a fun fact. It is a fun fact, yeah. but it's... Yeah. That is a fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. Why oh, didn't I join... finally. <laughs> <laughs> why, why didn't I connect those dots? Yeah. I mean, I'm mm. such a Blade Runner fan. Um, but also, I've, I almost feel like this is, uh, you know, uh, back to Fincher as well. Um, this has got a lot of Alien 3 sort of, you know, like that sort of aesthetic as well. Like, I just love that sort of grimy... Well, it's, know, fu- it's, it's, think... it's funny you say Alien 3 because... I, because while I was watching it, I thought of Jean-Pierre Jeunet. Yeah, the short. Alien 4. No, not the short. Well, you know, like like was... the director. Yes. Yeah. But Jean-Pierre Jeunet, Alien Resurrection, Amelie, City of Lost Children, Delicatessen. Mm. Yeah. Gillian was offered. I, I think, uh, Gillian was offered. Can I speak, sir? Sorry. <laughs> they, I, I just think that, there, that there's a Venn diagram where there, yeah. there are aesthetics, you know, I, it reminds me a lot of Gilliam. City of Lost guess, Children, yeah. and, 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 and I, I like that grimier version rather than yes. the Baron von Munchausen that, kind of campy version yeah. of Terry Gilliam. You I know, go like, the other way. I oh, like really? the campy version yeah, right. uh, rather than the grimy version. Yeah. I feel like the grimy version can just get a little bit, um, I, I guess it's very sci-fi, but it can get a little bit, um, oh, what's the word? I don't know. I, ju- I just prefer that slightly more fantastical. And yeah. he's using, it's almost like a Punch and Judy show rather than, yeah. um, rather than. And I think, I mean, for me, the whole aesthetic of it, when it first came out, I was like, this is incredible. Like It felt very much of its time. It's, yeah. yeah, it's dated a little bit, which yeah. I was really disappointed about mm. when I watched it again. Seb, what did you like generally? Like mm. you, you haven't watched this in a long time. No, I mean, I remember loving it um, when I first saw it, but I think, I definitely think it's dated somewhat. Probably just the just. I mean, I love Terry Gilliam. I do like like Time Bandits. Um, Baron Munchausen would be you know a standout. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I am kind of with Kane in some regards here in thinking that it was pretty slow paced. There were there were some elements of it. I feel like that it was based on a short film, right? Probably mm. worked better as a short. But I mean, it could have definitely been tightened up. Yeah. Which like. which parts in particular did you find mm. a little slow? That's a good question. Um, I actually preferred. I I found it quite relieving when he was in the present or in the nineties. Mm. I just found some of the was just trying so hard in to to 
I guess that the rooms were all the sets were quite a lot smaller, and it mm. felt a lot more sort of contained in mm. in the in the futuristic yeah. scenes and the yep. underground, all the subterranean stuff. Always just looks so uh, grimy and small, and you know, there's only so much you could do. See, with them I disagree. Stuff. Like, like even even though the aesthetic itself may seem a little dated, like I liked the underground shit because it's just going for it <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like and it's that really rich world building stuff mm. that terry does mm. you know like there's you're like what is this ball thing with all the cameras and the lenses like how does that work you know why is he on a chair and also just using I, and and i i love using uh, uh, those shots of the and the, it's it's clearly just using sort of um uh, you know mag, magnified you know glass mm. when they have the you know the shots in front of the people's faces are just so distorted and all of that sort of stuff and it's just so it's just so like oh yeah it's like so arresting. simple yeah. it's so simple it's so cheap yeah. it's such a cheap way to like just be like oh um which is cool he does so much with such a small budget yeah. i guess that's what he's always done all yeah. through like doing all the titles for monty python and all that but sort it's of stuff. crazy like, like it's like that movie was you know, even in the 90s. That's $29 million movie. Like, that is fucking... Like, they got every fucking penny for that movie. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. Is, They used it. It's extraordinary. Mm. So I reckon we should go to uh, just our little sort of quick-fire thoughts and uh, thoughts and facts. And, well, we've, we've done a lot of facts in this one. But uh, um, my my I think my big one was uh, spotting uh, Frank Gorshin um, in that... Uh, so one of the um, head... Uh, psychiatrists, mm-hmm. Frank Gorgian, Dr. Fletcher, um, was the Riddler in the original Batman series. Oh, uh, and I, I, I spotted, uh, yeah, I spotted Frank Gorgian. like, I know your face. I know <laughs> your face. So, uh, yep. So Frank Gorgian was in it. Um, anyone else? Anyone else? Yep. Okay. Uh, going back to uh, Brad Pitt's performance, another thing that made me feel a little discomforted was the realization that we only like this and we only find it entertaining when somebody as beautiful as Brad Pitt does it. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, like we, we need to take you know what? A, a, a fucking spectacularly beautiful person yeah. and bring like, them down. Like to... Angelina Jolie in that other, the, the girl interrupted, girl interrupted and yeah. um, Charlize Theron in Monster's Ball, maybe? Yeah. Monster. Monster, Monster, Monster Monster's Ball is a different, <laughs> yeah. whole different movie. Yep. Um, and like then, uh, and then, Jack and then, in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, he's a he's a beautiful man. Is he? <laughs> yeah, he's a beautiful man. Yeah, but again, uh, but I mean, they do a good job of making him look a little messed up. He's got yes, a but, 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 and... but that's what I'm saying. It's like movies can't just show a uh, regular looking person in a shit state of do you think you should uh, have sh- and should have been Steve Buscemi? Right? They need to, they, yeah. Oh, the bush. Do you, know, do, do you know what it is? It's like uh, they need to take they they need to like pour uh, they need to put soot on a diamond mm. rather than actually showing the coal. Mm. Fuck, that was a good metaphor. Is <laughs> that on the fly? <laughs> that was very good. Yeah, um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. For sure. I, I, I don't know what you take from that. But I don't know. And he had, that was a contact lens, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, was yeah. it the one where his eyes going? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I thought that was yeah. cool. I thought, yeah, I wasn't sure. I was. I mean, that. that that's, I mean, that contact lens is doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Towards the end. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, uh, I've got a couple of other things. Oh, I really liked uh, the, the disembodied voice. Like, what's the matter, oh, Bob? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was great. And where did that come funny. from? 
Sorry? Where did that come from? Was that in his head? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I yeah, kind of... I it mean, popped up. It was great. I didn't, I didn't take a lot of time to sort of situate it, but my kind of feeling uh, that it was maybe some sort of non-physical presence that had been sent back to yeah. kind of like watch over him. Well, yeah, my, my theory was that it's like a guy that came back from the future, but his body didn't come back. Back just to his, the future. Just his person. <laughs> yeah. Write that down. Somebody write that down. <laughs> Sorry to but you joke know what I mean? over your observation. But you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, kind of, that's cool. Mm. I like that. I think, yeah, I don't think he made it all the way back. I was thinking yeah. it could have been his tooth talking to him, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh. Hey, guys. That pimp was great and crazy. Yeah. The tooth thing. How he pulls his teeth out? Well, no, the pimp. That whole scene before. Yeah, that was actually probably the pimp bursting into the room, maybe because that guy looked so fucked up. He was probably the scariest thing. He was, yeah, and he, well. Um, Another small thing. Madeline Stowe says that uh, when Bruce Willie was uh, sent back to World War One. Yep. uh, She says, uh, this is at the lecture hall or whatever, Mm. museum, whatever, Mm. she says, he 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 emerged speaking something. I'm just paraphrasing. He was speaking an unknown language in a strange accent. How can you tell that a language you don't know is spoken in a strange accent? From a photograph? <laughs> yeah, from a photograph as well. Yeah. She's really good at it. Well, yeah, no, I mean, surely she was. There was accounts of it that weren't photographic. I mean, that's not problematic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the scene where where um, like all like all of the kind of overseers like um, are singing that song Blueberry Hill or whatever mm. that was so strange and great. I yeah. really like that. No, that yeah, that, that was yeah, cool. yeah, and that was like the for me that was like the most Terry Gilliam moment of the Definitely. whole. It was yeah, right? bonkers. Yeah, yeah but so but good. but then but also again a movie that like tripled its budget. Had a scene like that in it, mm. like yeah, I just—it's yeah. just—it it almost feels like unheard of today. Like it's. And yeah. can I just conclude my observations with Christopher sure. Plummer's southern accent? Southern accent is the worst. Yeah, like why would you get why would you get Christopher Plummer to do an accent? Because you've got that beautiful voice. Oh you know? man, I miss yeah. it. I miss that. Which one? Which, totally as well. Which part was that? It's the the dad of um, yeah. of. Uh, What's his name? Bradley Pitt. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Brad, yeah. Bradley Pitt's is. Yeah, Chris, yeah. Chris Christopher Plummer. has had like a long and. Rich he's he's from uh, Sound of Music, etc. All right. Um, I feel like it's probably time um, to to put. Yeah, it's it's time to put Simon in the hot seat. Oh, yeah. uh, because it's our. It's, it's still pretty fresh. It's a quick fire round. It's our new segment. It's called Is That a Fact? 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 Yeah, it's a fact. All right. So, Seb, uh, we have right. three three facts. So, Simon. Yes? Are you ready? What for? Can we put some TikToking over this? Yep. Yeah, so, can, no, no, we need that. to tell That'd Simon what the, okay. the rules are. No, no, no. Please, it's much yeah. spicier if we don't tell okay. him the rules. No, so, okay. fine. No, there no, are no, three I'll tell rules. You the rules. Stop, Stop the, the clock. Okay, okay. There are three. I'm going to fire three. I'm going to fire three little facts at you. Yep. Now, one of them is going to be false. Okay. And the other two are going to be correct. Okay. And if you <laughs> oh, correctly good. guess Great. the false fact. Okay, false fact. You're going to get sent home with a suitcase full of cash. <laughs> yes. Kane, okay, border with you. 
you bought the you bought the suitcase. Sorry, you bought this fucking suitcase with you. I told I'm you. just looking okay. at the levels. All right, um, <laughs> All right. who cares? Simon, yeah. I'm ready. All right, All right. here we go. Fact one: Terry Gilliam once lost the use of his legs for two weeks, two whole weeks while shooting a film. That's crazy. All right, is that true? Fact number two, or fiction number two. It's up to you. The insane asylum which they uh, shot the film in, yep. once housed Al Capone. Hmm, I'd believe Ooh. that. Fact number three, 12 Monkeys was originally titled Seven Monkeys, but Seven was shot and released in the same year, so they had to alter the script and title. Uh, I know that Seven was released very, very, uh, you know, around that time, so I would believe that, but 12 Monkeys... It's 12 monkeys. You saw seven monkeys? Oh, is it seven monkeys? Do you want to hear them again? Or you <laughs> yeah, good? yeah. No, no, no. Um, Gilliam once lost the use of his legs. Yep, legs. For two weeks while shooting a film. The Insane Asylum once housed Al Capone. Yep. Or 12 Monkeys was originally titled Seven Monkeys. No, nah, it's not Seven Monkeys. That's can, BS, mate. Can I just give you my finger guess? Look away. Okay. Okay. Fire <laughs> away. What do you think is false? 12 Monkeys was always 12 Monkeys. Couldn't have been Seven Monkeys. That's crazy. You, my friend, are one... Hundred dollars richer <laughs> because you guessed correct. Yes, hundred dollars. Yeah. So how did Terry Gilliam lose uh, control of his legs? Long story short. Long yeah. story short. Um, yeah, Terry Gilliam was so stressed while shooting Brazil because the studio um, just refused to release his film. So much so that he actually took out a full page ad in Variety magazine with their transcripts back and forth from Universal. Saying, yeah. release, no release my film. And he also held illegal screenings for critics um, to, to show them his, the How good it was. his masterpiece. Yeah. Wow. He, 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 won also, the, he, win, he won the critics award but, like, for this. But I mean, he, he got the great. film released. What a champ. But yeah. the stress, the stress made him lose control of his legs for yeah. two whole weeks. How mental is that? But then there's also, so there's Lost in La Mancha, which is the documentary yeah. about mm. the, the making of. Um, no, not no, Brazil. Don Quixote, oh, Don Don yeah, yeah. which yeah. is apparently coming out this year. Yes, um, I, th I think it's his. So fourth, it's finished. I think it's it's either his third um, or fourth attempt. To yeah, make to this finish film. this fucking movie. No, 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 amazing. to film it in the first yeah. place. Um, right. And so it's yeah. just like cursed film. Yeah, there's there's and a documentary called Lost in La Mancha mm, where yeah. they tried to shoot it with Johnny. Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp's still yeah. in yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. No. I don't oh, think so. maybe. He's done, right? He's cooked. He's oh, over. He's cooked years ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I hate Johnny I Depp hate so much. Um, in any case, we'll get. We'll, let's watch a Johnny Depp film so we can just oh, shit on Johnny Depp. Oh, great. God, I would love that. Um, but yeah, there's this documentary, uh, Lost in La Mancha. It, like, it was a cursed production. Yep. Like, uh, there was floods that destroyed all of the sets. Um the guy who was playing Don Quixote like got catastrophically ill, or maybe he, he died or something. Yeah, he, yeah. He, like he got super ill and couldn't actually get on a horse anymore, which is the crux of yeah. Don Quixote. <laughs> yeah, it's a horse film, right? Yeah. Yeah. Through through. As well, did you know that there's a Twelve Monkeys TV show? Yeah, yeah. Three, yeah. three seasons. Yeah. Mate, it's yeah. coming into the third season. I haven't and, watched it. Um, I had never heard of it. Yeah, and Madeline like Stowe did a little uh, cameo in an episode. And, That's cool. Yeah, because yeah, there's a thing like. It was like, Madeline Stowe, I haven't seen you in anything. You know, like, like I, I remember you because you were in like Lost of the Mohicans and things like that. And then 
uh, Last of the Mohicans, sorry. Lost of um, the Lost of the Mohicans. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, so I've just looked up and she's, like, been doing, like, a bunch of TV and all of that sort of stuff. What, are, what, are, like, what, are, what apart from Last of the Mohicans, what are, uh, like, top-line credits? Um, she yeah. was in Shortcuts. Uh, Robert Altman. Yep. Mm. Um, and then, you know, she's been, in, like, I, I looked at all the <laughs> IMDBs and there was some... Uh, there was some, you know, some real cheap, yeah. you know. Can I, can um, I just say, I'm, I'm just, I'm such a huge jerk. You said shortcuts, and I said, oh, Robert Altman. Of course, it's fucking Robert Altman. I just wanted to show that I knew who directed it. <laughs> I got to job, nailed I, it. I got to stop doing shit like that. Shortcuts, the one with the the robot that said Johnny Five, the yeah, robot. Yeah, yeah, Johnny Five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, I believe that is a, a wrap. Is that a wrap on? Uh, yeah, 12 I'm, Monkeys? I'm cool with it. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, that's a wrap on Twelve Monkeys. Um, thanks so much for our guest Simon for joining us. It's a pleasure. Thank um, you, Simon. Uh, you know, you got an opportunity to spruik something. What do you spruik? Uh, oh, I spruik. Yeah, like, are you on the social medias? Oh, yeah. What do you, yeah, what do, you do? Snake oil. Uh, yeah. No, look, uh, come and say hello. Hungry workshop. Uh, they we're, print beautiful things yeah, we're on beautif- a, beautiful presses. Open all the time. Follow us on the social media, all mm-hmm. that kind of good stuff. Yeah. What's, okay. the, uh, what's the Instagram handle for oh, Hungry yeah. Workshop? Uh, Hungry Workshop. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, check us out there. You That's got piss, it. Piss. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm Mike Cairns. Uh, Kane Daniel? Yes, Kane Daniel on Twitter. Uh, 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 no. I won't do it. Well. No, no well, sure. Yeah, your name is Seb Godfrey. Seb Godfrey. Seb Godfrey. Um, you can uh, follow us on Instagram at, at Deja Review. You can follow us on Twitter at Deja underscore Review. Uh, you can email us at hello at Deja Review. And God damn you, you better give us some. Just get on the iTunes. Them, them reviews. reviews. And we I'll want give this one reviews. a good review. And, Don't worry and about so, it. I'd like to give you a good review. Yeah, oh, no, because Simon, I would better say, Simon... Oh. Wonderful guest. Oh, Wonderful thanks, guest. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Um, uh, and also, uh, I believe we've got a new offer um, uh, to basically bribe people to give us reviews. Um, yeah, Kane. I mean, un- unless uh, in between the first episode I said this and this episode, uh, unless there's been a deluge of these, if you write, if, if, if you do a written review of us on iTunes, five stars only, I forgot to say that the first time. <laughs> Um, I will write you a personalized dirty limerick. A dirty, and and it will be read out on yes. the podcast. Yes, of course. Oh, great. To you. Yeah. So so if you do write us a review, you need to give us some way of indicating, you know, who 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 it is. I don't know. And, I mean, um, yeah. I mean, it could just be a username. Just yep. give me something to go on. And and you will get a dirty ass limerick. Mm. Uh, dirty you know, ass limerick. A dirty <laughs> ass limerick. Well, a lot of them. A dirty ass limerick. Asses, yeah. yeah. Um, And that is a wrap on 12 Monkeys. Thank you very much, and we'll see you again soon. Hey, just before you go, you want to hear a dirty limerick? You want to hear a dirty limerick? Okay. There was a... See you later. Okay, we'll cut it out. That's good. That's good. (laughs) Great job. Nailed it.